Hello, and welcome to More Than Sundays from Calvary Life DFW, the very first in a podcast series where we examine the latest sermon series. This time around, it's the Give God Your Best sermon series. As we dig a little deeper, I'm your host, Eric Norton, and I'm going to be joined momentarily by our pastor, Gwenmar Frazier, to dig into this. But first, uh, just let me give you a little bit of background. Obviously, we need more than just Sundays. It, it, this is uh, Life is more than that. So what we're going to do is each sermon series, as it wraps up, we're going to join each other and discuss a little bit more about what went into the sermon series, uh, how the Holy Spirit inspired these messages, and m- more talking points as we dig deeper into a little bit uh, each time around. Uh, as you, as I said earlier, we'll have Gwynmar Fraser join us, but we have a, a whole cast of great pastors that will be joining us as well in the future as uh, we as we get further into what God is bringing about at Calvary Life. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to welcome Gwynmar Fraser to the show here, and uh, as we get into the give God your best series. And the first, uh, the first, uh, series, the first sermon we're going to talk about is a generous heart. But before we do that, Pastor Gwynmore, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well, Eric, doing well, man. How are you? I'm well, I'm, I'm excited to start this. This is something that we've been discussing. If it, it feels like for yeah. six or seven months. Yeah. 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 <laughs> finally, finally, um, getting this started. I'm excited about that. It, it's, um, I think this is a great opportunity as we continue to grow at Calvary Life DFW and yeah. as we as we uh, cement our our footing there in, in, in North Keller about this this is just an opportunity to dig deeper and help our yeah. congregation and, and new and hopefully new congregants yeah. come to uh, Calvary Life DFW because we're not regular church. We're right. we're come a on. church that is uh, about connecting you to Christ. We want you to experience freedom. We want you to hunger for God, and we want you to live out your purpose. Mm-hmm. So this is just a great opportunity to build upon that as we dig into these uh, these sermon series at the end of each sermon series. So give me your initial thoughts about why you wanted this to happen. Well, just, just as you said, sun, Sundays is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to really dive a little bit deeper on uh, our sermon series, um, you know, because, you know, when I preach on Sundays, you know, I can preach for a whole whole hour, just, you know, and walk away. It's like, oh, man, the Holy Spirit gave me this, the Holy Spirit gave me that. And it's just really not enough. And it, so really these podcasts, we can take our time to really make it more applicable. You know, how, how do we live the, uh, the these messages out in our everyday lives right, right. That, that's really important it's really important uh to grasp that because you know um we 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 think about church and we think about sunday but then how do we go home and apply it monday right. through friday or monday through saturday uh i know that we are a serving church so mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of a, a a lot of what we apply actually shows up on on Mon- monday through friday but there's still a lot more to dig into so with that being said i want to uh, we want to start with uh, a generous heart, but give me your overall thoughts about uh, "Give God Your Best." How how did the Holy Spirit inspire this this sermon series? Well, give give God your best. Just really, as I was just meditating, um, you know, spending time with the Lord, and you know, just in the thoughts just came in my mind. Just how God is so generous. Right. It is a part of His nature. So God always gives us His best. Well, He gave us His best, right? Mm-hmm. He gave Jesus uh, His Son. Um, who, who died on a cross for for us? I mean, what I mean, what a generous heart! And so, and so, I thought I said we every day that we we wake up, we have an opportunity to give God our best, mm-hmm. and it really re- really means is give God our whole being. Mm-hmm. 
right? Uh, so hold nothing back, right? Because all he wants is us, right? <laughs> that's right. That's all he he wants. If he has our heart, he has everything. He has right? everything. Yes. So that's that's a that's a that's maybe maybe there. Can you dig in a little a little bit about that? Because getting there, giving ge- getting at a place where you're comfortable of giving God your heart, because that means. There's a, a lot there. That doesn't just mean, oh, I'm showing up on Sundays or, you know, I'm, I'm serving here or there. Like that, that I, mean, I don't want it's, to, it's tithing. It's, right. uh, it's your relationship. It's what you're, it's your, how you're spending time with the word. It's, it's all of that. It, right. It's not just as simple, oh, it's, here's my heart, Lord. Right, right. Yeah. Well, even you know, we say give God your best, but uh, again, we you just want to remind you, give God your whole being. So right. that means you take the good with the bad. Right. You give him the you give him the bad stuff as well. So the the times that we we are doubting, the the times that you know we we make mistakes, and the, the times that we we are struggling, God wants those areas as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely right. So we give get give God our whole being. He wants it all. He wants all, all you know all of us. Right. Absolutely. So uh, let let so let's just jump in right there. Uh, the first sermon uh, in this series was was a generous heart. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, again as you this is a this this uh sermon probably wasn't the easiest to preach no you know no. so uh you, I, I know that uh, you know the preparation that goes into it is is a lot but where were you coming at when uh when you stepped up to the uh the the pulpit on that Sunday with a generous heart yeah so you know as you were saying when we talk about giving it's not the most popular uh, topics to to discuss. Right. Um, so I, you know, I really wanted to uh, the listeners to really um, just look a little bit deeper to what what it means to have a generous heart. Because when any, anytime you talk about a, gen, a generosity, people uh, tend to think about uh, money or m- material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, we we're talking about giving God your heart. Right. Because if He has your heart, then He, like you say, He has everything. Right. He right. has everything. So you you pointed out two uh, two great characteristics right off top. There was uh, the spirit of generosity and the spirit of selfish selfishness. Mm-hmm. Are th- these are key uh, in, in giving? Right. Uh, and we're going to talk about giving uh, with a cheerful heart later on. But at, we we talked about generosity. Talk about selfishness. Selflessness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes we are selfish. Um, just again, not just we're not just talking about money. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about material. But when God asks us to forgive someone, oh yeah, that's a big one. We we hold we hold back our forgiveness as if we own it, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> right? Um, so God tells us to forgive people daily, right? Because it's it's a commandment actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, think about it. If God, you know, where would we be if if God never forgave us for right. for our sins? So we hold back. Um, for forgiveness, you know, um, for, you know, forgiving others for mm-hmm. when, when they wrong us or whatever. We kind of hold people captive mm-hmm. um, because we we just refuse to forgive them for for something that they might may have done to us in the past. So, uh, as a as a as a pastor, you have you have years of experience. You you have years of professional counseling experience. Mm-hmm. When someone holds back forgiveness, what can that do to their spirit? Oh man, it it just. Um, it it really it really prevents someone from moving forward. Yeah. Right. And and you lose trust. Right. You 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 kind of mistrust. You have mistrust, or um, you know, it, it kind of really just really hurts the the person's momentum mm-hmm. in in living. Um, right. Because yeah. then, because God can bring 
God can give you his best, right? God can send you the right person in, in, in your life, but you have these trust issues, right? right. <laughs> you know, so you won't be able to receive for what God actually wants to give you. Right. You know, I've seen people um, had bad relationships and um, and then um, never recover from them because they're still holding on to, mm-hmm. to the past, right. what, what that person's done for them. And then and God, you know, God constantly wants us to renew our minds, renew our hearts, Right, but but a lot of times people refuse to do that, and then they they're stuck in a past where God's trying to give them this new person to move forward. What kind of spiritual warfare warf, warfare goes on there if if you're holding on to unforgiveness, but you but you're trying to live out a a, a, a Christian life? We'll, we'll say that with quotes, but you know you're you're trying to have a relationship with God, but you're holding on to that unforgiveness. You just said that you know. God might be wanting to move you on to, to a different place, but he can't do that because right. you're, you're right there. Right. M- like mentally, it has to, to really wear on someone, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be exhausting. It just it reminds me of the Israelites uh, circling the mountain for, mm-hmm. for 30 years. And that's kind of what what we are doing when we when we don't forgive or we don't obey God's God's commandment. Sure. Right. You know, so in a lot of times, the reason why it can be exhausting, because we, you know, we're trying to move forward, we're asking God for um, uh, answers, um, you know, uh, asking God for revelation, right? And mm-hmm. then he's then he goes silent, right? <laughs> God goes silent because God gave you the word years ago. You have not walked out the word that He actually gave you years ago, right? And he he will remind if he does remind you, or if he does answer you, he will remind you what he said years ago. Forgive. It, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you got kids. Uh, we have, you know, a lot of people have kids. It's like when you tell your kid to do something and, mm-hmm. and they, they don't understand why, why, the, why the next thing is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you haven't picked up your room or right. it, and, and I don't mean to simplify it that way, but it really, sometimes it, that's what you need to do is just break it down to that simple. God's told you the answer, right? He's, he's even maybe in some circumstances shown you what is coming your way. Like, you mm-hmm. know that that you're, it's, it's, it belongs to you. It's your birthright. Right. But you're not getting it until you let go of, of whatever it may be that you need to let go of. That's right. That is so, that is, that is really good. That is really good. We're always looking for a, a new thing, but right. God, but God is look, looking for us to obey the old thing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I want to move on here and, and talk about, uh, you, you really honed in on, on Mary as she is, uh, serving Jesus. And you, you said something here that like really struck a chord, I think with the congregation, but me personally as well is, is, uh, the anointing is messy. Like mm. it gets messy and you gave a, you, you shared the, uh, the story of, of the, the oil and <laughs> Judas, the thief who has, who has control of the money box yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 but Mary is really imitating Christ here. Yeah. Why don't you break that down for me? Yeah. So just to kind of give the listeners a little bit more context, um, you know, so this is the story of, um, you know, the disciples and, and, um, Jesus at, at the table eating. And, um, and so Mary is there and uh, she gets up from the table, which had to be weird, right? Mm-hmm, they, right. You know, the disciples probably looking at this, what's wrong with this one? What is she about to do? So she went over to Jesus and she had an alabaster box mm-hmm. and she, um, she started to anoint, uh, um, Jesus with the oil, which was really expensive, right? Was expensive oil. Um, and it was, um, some, you know, commentators say, or, you know, uh, that it was at least one year of, of her, uh, pay. 
Right. You know, so which is very expensive, you know, depending on what she got paid. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a very expensive uh, gift. But she 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 proceeded to anoint Jesus and she took the oil and 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 wiped his feet with her hair. Mm -hmm. And so I was saying that the anointing is is messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because she looked like the uh, like a mess, but the anointing is is messy, right? Because God always uses messy people, right, to minister to a messy world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're all a mess, right? At the end of the day, we're all a mess, right? Right, and 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 God, but God uses messy people in 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 a messy world, right? Absolutely. So, uh, as you, as you were saying that that Sunday morning and. I was thinking about my life personally, and I, I'm sure that everybody can, can do that uh, as well. But, you know, we we all come from messy, messy situations. Mm-hmm. None of us are perfect. And I, I think that's uh, uh, we, we it's, it's church talk, I guess. But you always hear that you know, God doesn't pick the perfect one. He, he picks the chosen one. Right, you know? right. So, you know, it, it, there are plenty of examples throughout the Bible where, you know, God picked the chosen one. Right. And it was messy at the time. Uh, and this is a, just a, a great example of Mary not caring about not, not anything else, but what was happening with her and Christ in that moment. Right. And yeah. it was messy and she, but that was okay with her. Right. Right. Because she, she knew that what Jesus, she knew what Jesus was going to do, right. Mm-hmm. He's going to save the world. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times we have these expectations about church where you walk in and the church is supposed to be perfect. Right. So you're surrounded with perfect people or you're surrounded with everyone that has it together. But that, that's a misconception because that's, you know, um, in church is messy, you you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because we're dealing with a messy world. And so people come into our church, you know, with all sorts of, of issues or, or, or things in the past. Right. And it's going to take like people like like you know leaders who know that you know their life is is a mess and mm-hmm. God's been cleaning up their their lives but right. then we're called to help to, to help nurture um uh, them as well so it's uh it's a story that you hear a lot in in church when people come into a new church and i i would just like to re- reiterate here at Calvary Life DFW like it, it's a true statement too we, you're welcome. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think that if you, if you just come and visit Calvary Life DFW, you will see that you're welcome. We have all makes, models, and creeds at, in our, our church, and we serve and love to, love the Lord together. So, right. um, yes, it gets messy, but it's it's our mess, and right. we like it. You know, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Um, you you may mention here uh, in the sermon about there were three characteristics uh, that Mary was uh, imitating of Christ, um, and the first was humility. Can you expand yeah. on that? Yeah, well, just it just it just took humility for her to get up from the table um, and go over and to anoint mm-hmm. Jesus because we know that Jesus, you, you know, he was a humble uh, king. Yes, and uh, and so here's Mary anointing him, you know, um, with oil. Just showed um, uh, her imitating his humility. Um, so she took her hair, just the, the mere fact that she washed his feet with her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, be, you know, so I'm, I'm sure it was messy, right? Right. Uh, but she showed uh, a lot of humility. And that's that's how God wants us to li- live our life. Um, you know, um, when we, it's kind of a picture of us dealing with folks that come into our lives, come into our path, right? You know, whatever it takes to 
um, to help them move forward, we we need to be a part of that. Absolutely. We need to show that show that humility. There's a, we there's a saying here and and uh, at home we we use it. Sit down, be humble. Just yeah. <laughs> sit down, be humble. And then uh, the next one was servanthood. Uh, I I don't think it would take much for anyone to look uh, just to pick up a Bible and see how Christ served uh, the the people of the time. But this is this is Mary at his feet. Uh, serving Christ by by cleaning his feet because right. she knows what's coming. Right, and uh, all the other disciples they all know what's coming too, but they refuse to hear it. Like they refuse to to understand what was going to be happening. Right, but Mary grasped that, and maybe that's because of the relationship relationship that he had with Lazarus, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe it was because of, of just her heart for him. But talk about how Christ uh, Christ how she displayed Christ's servanthood. Yeah, well, I mean. Like, like, as you were just saying, like Mary knew what's what what was coming, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you read about her her life, and she was always sitting at Jesus' feet. Right. She, this is the same Mary and the sister of Martha, mm-hmm. uh, where Jesus came into their home, and the fir- first thing she did was sit at his feet. Right. So she was always in a pr- pr- uh, position of humility, and she was always in pr- pr- uh, position of ser- servanthood. Mm-hmm. Um, so as she, you know, so she was in, always in the right position and. And so she was just really imitating him by by serving him, um, and so and that's what uh, what Jesus wants us to how he wants us to live our lives right. It's just you know being that being that servant like he was. She she knew him intimately, mm-hmm. uh, so she was really just living out what she'd seen him do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So she. It, it shouldn't be a surprise or a shock to anybody that she was doing that because right. she, she, she loved him. And, right. you know, just not that Martha didn't love him because she was, you know, she was working, but it, like, this was important for her to do this for, I think for her personally, right. you know? Right. And it meant something for her to be able to do that for Christ. Right. Just, uh, just look at the discernment. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was one time she's sitting at his feet mm-hmm. and this time she's serving him. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we touched on we touched on generosity a couple of times already, but that's the third the third point that uh, she uh, was was displaying Christ Christ like uh, characteristics was she was being very generous here and uh, you know as you said she she took this this oil and anointed it to feet and it was a, a year's worth of wages and right I know what I make in a year I know what I could do with that you know so I mean, and of course it's a different time. It, it's a different pay scale altogether. But mm-hmm. that when, if someone were to ask me to give up a, a year's salary right now, I don't know that I could do that, but mm. she just so willingly did it yeah. because of the love and respect that she had for, for, yeah. for Christ. Yeah. And it's, it just shows she did whatever it took, took to, um, um, to really be in his presence. Right. Um, so there's really no amount of money or right. amount of, of, just material or anything that we can give to repay Christ actually for, for all the things that he's done in our lives. So mm-hmm. that's just a great picture of her, gen, uh, her generosity. Just, she gave him, you know, whatever she had. And that's kind of what, what God wants us to do, just give whatever, whatever we have and he'll, he'll do the rest. The, it, uh, in the notes here, I, we wrote, uh, God calls us to go above and beyond what's mm, normal. Uh, and yes. this is just a perfect example. Another a story that comes immediately to mind is the woman who gave the mite that she yes. gave all she had mm-hmm. and and like the, the whole it was the, everything was stopped and like it was a point made about her she like she gave everything yeah just like god gave 
everything, everything. You know, and that I don't know if it's fair to say that we're expected to give everything, but when we give with a cheerful heart, we I think that it is it, I think it translates well to we we are giving all that we have right. in that moment. And when we go above and beyond, that's uh, whether that's money, whether it's time, whether it's commitment, right. whatever it is, you know, God sees that and he rejoices in it. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Like God looks at, looks at our hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we, we, I, I mentioned it, uh, giving with a, a cheerful heart and we'll go ahead and talk about it now and then we'll come back to, uh, to Judas in just a moment. But like that, can you expound on what that means to you? You've studied the word. What do you, what does it mean to give with a cheerful heart? Obviously, uh, like you said in the sermon, if, if you're gonna, God doesn't want it if you're just gonna if you're just gonna be bitter about it, right? Because right. and I think really that goes to to speak to maybe. Well, he's it's God and he can do anything, but he doesn't need money that you're gonna be bitter about, or he doesn't need time that you're gonna be bitter about because mm-hmm. he he can't work with that, right? Right. Yeah. Well, God actually, uh, he, 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 he tests our heart mm-hmm. all, all the time. And, um, you know, so yeah, as you were saying, like God, if, if, if you don't give with a cheerful heart, God doesn't want it. Cause it all, it all, because out of the, the heart flows the issues right. of, of, of life. So, um, so God wants, again, God wants our heart. Cause if he has our heart, he has, he has everything. Um, so, you know, so God really wants for us to to give in that in that nature, because um, God n- never called stingy Christians, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So because He's not He's not a stingy God, right. So we we're right. called, so we are created in His image, and so the goal in in our lives is to take on His nature. So God is a generous God, so we are we are called to to be generous mm-hmm. as as well. You know, so those those scriptures when we read it. They're there for a reason, right? It says, you know, give with a cheerful right. heart, right? You know, so don't give begrudgingly, right? Because God, God doesn't know, want it. He wants to know that there's a purpose to your giving, right? Absolutely, it should be a, it should be a joy, not a job, right? You right, know, absolutely, right, right, so yeah. It, it, it's it's so much. Again, it sounds like we're talking about money, and to an extent, we are. But there's so much more to giving mm-hmm. that uh, you know people might not even realize or think about when when i think this is a great uh topic because this is the only topic where god says test me yes yes and i think as we we're doing a podcast and this is you know we're speaking probably directly to a younger generation Mm -hmm. so uh when when a younger generation hears test me well they're gonna test you right (laughs) but that's what god I don't, I don't know if it's fair to call it a challenge, but God is saying, test me and watch me do more mm-hmm. than you ever thought I would do. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, we, you know, talking about Judas, mm-hmm. right. Um, it's like I, for the life of me, I can understand why Jesus will appoint Judas to it's be weird. the keeper of right. the money box. <laughs> right. Um, you know, knowing that he, he is a thief. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but Jesus was testing him. Yes. You know, Absolutely. so and God, God tests us all the time. Um, he will always test us in the area of our weakness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so, so God is—I believe God is constantly um, um, testing us. Like He wants us 
he he wants to know if if he is the authority over our heart. Right. And right? there towards the end of the sermon, it, you said, "Is God is God's business your business?" Mm. And so, mm. um, it's it's this and like it's vice versa, right? Is my business God's business, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm, he knows he knows all. But if mm-hmm. I'm trying to withhold anything or hold back anything because I I don't want to be tested in the right. area, yeah. Well, God already knows that, right? And, and it's it's not going to work out well for you because w- what's done in the dark will come to the light. Right. So if you're whatever it may be. So I guess what I'm trying to get to the get to the point here is that there's no sense in trying to hide anything. Right. Let it all out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Like uh, giving is a matter of the heart as as we've been as we were talk, talking mm-hmm. about it. Like I just, just want to make it clear for, to everyone. God doesn't need our money. Right. You know, he he, he doesn't need our money. He just wants our heart. Right. Right. Um, so, and as you were saying that joy, um, giving should be a joy, not a, not a job. Right. All right. You don't want to, it's, yeah. it, we should be <laughs> joyful about giving him our best, whatever that is, whatever our best time that we spend with him, um, our best performance on our jobs. Right. Right. Our, the best attitude that we have, even that we're in the midst of, of, of chaos or, or crisis. Right. Give him, give, give God your, your best. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I say often like, to be present in his presence. Right. 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 That's, 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 that's very important. You know, so we constantly have to give God our best, our best response, mm-hmm. right. To difficult situations. Right. Sure. I, mean, I don't know how often I had to, uh, you know, I, I messed, messed this up. Right. When, mm-hmm. when I'm um, faced with adversity and, you know, you know, wake up with an attitude and, you know, I'm, uh, I didn't respond in a godly way. Right. That's not giving God your, your best. You, right. you know, um, <laughs> I was, I was, you're saying that I'm thinking, when does that stop? Because right. Like even the best of us get right. that, get yeah. that right. You know? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's sometime after the time of 41. I know that that's what right. <laughs> it's sometime after that. Um, I'm going to start, uh, we're going to start transitioning to the next sermon, uh, here, but I want to ask you to share for those who, who did not get to see this, uh, uh, the sermon online about stingy Lou. Tell me about Stingy Lou and why it relates oh, here. <laughs> Stingy Lou. Well, I had a friend back in the day. Um, his name was Stingy Lou. And um, was a, a bunch of us used to hang out with each other. And, and Stingy Lou was only your friend when you gave him something. Right. And so when, um, you know, so when, whenever I would give him, um, you know, go to the store, buy him some chips or a soda, whatever, he was my best friend. He had so many nice things to say about me. Mm-hmm. But whenever I didn't give Stingy Lou anything, mm-hmm. right, he would talk badly about about the person <laughs> or about me. Right. So we 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 constantly called him Stingy Lou. He would not give you anything. He just wanted everything that you have. And then wow. when he didn't talk, when when. Um, you know, when you didn't give him in, um, something, he would he would talk about you, and that's kind of what what Judas was doing right. to to Mary, right? You know, he because he was he was hating on her when <laughs> when um you know she she anointed Jesus with the with the oil, but you know because he was and uh, Judas was stingy at, at in, in in his heart, so mm-hmm. so of course he's gonna, whenever you're stingy, you're going to criticize when other people are are giving, right? Absolutely. So that brings me to the to the final point here. And is it's the question that you asked is when giving to God, we must ask ourselves one question. 
what have I given up in my giving? Mm. Giving has to be sacrificial, right? Yeah, it, it has, has to be. Sacri- to be. It has to be sacrificial. Because if it's not, it means nothing. Right. It's not giving. Right. It's, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't give up or, lo- or lose something in, in air quotes, it, it it's it's a falsehood. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, sometimes, yeah, like you said, you're going to lose something when you, when you, when you give God something. We, um, we talk about all the time about being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I mean, we, you got to find, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and giving is one of those areas yeah. that like if, if it's not uncomfortable, it might not be what you think it is. Right. You just have to have the attitude that everything that I have belongs to God. Right. Everything that I have belongs to God. So me time, family time, right? It's all God's time. Absolutely. It's all <laughs> God's time. All right, let's switch gears now and talk about uh, I'm hungry. Mm. Uh, you guys uh, listening at home, you, you, you don't you might not know this, but I'm a big guy and uh, <laughs> I get hungry quite easily. And uh, <laughs> Pastor Gwynmar uh, explained in the sermon uh, in, in the sermon at the top of the sermon about how uh, you might not like to be around him when he's when he's hungry. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I don't know what happens to me. I still asking God for deliverance when it comes to to this. When there's something happens when I get hungry, um, I just lose all thought, all patience. You mm-hmm. know, just it feels like a, a, a evil presence come come over me. You know, oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people <laughs> use the word hangry. Hangry. Uh, I don't know that if I can describe that. It gets worse than that to me. You know, so I just get really hungry. All I, but all I focus on is is that I want to eat. I don't want to talk to no one. I don't want to do anything. I just want to eat. But that's a perfect transition for what you went into next. Was mm. uh, it says when you lack hunger, you become desensitized to spiritual mm. things. When we stop hungering for the the word of God, when we stop hungering mm-hmm. for a relationship with God, mm-hmm. we become like it's it's like an on off faucet. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. It, like that's a scary place to be. We become stuck. Yeah, we. Be- Become, we become stuck like we don't, we no longer hear the whispers of, of the Holy Spirit right and we get stuck in the same season again just like the the Israelites wandering uh, around uh, uh, the wilderness or wandering in the wilderness and um, you know you know going around the mountain for, mm-hmm. for 30 years that's got to be a aggravating that's got to be frustrating right right you know because the israelites had a false sense of hunger because they they thought whenever god provided for them right that that food was satisfy their spiritual cravings right and it's oh man being fed like that mm-hmm. there's nothing more satisfying right 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 nothing at all yeah I mean, God provided everything for everything, them, right? Yeah, everything. All that that needs, as they were as as they were going, walking in the wilderness, God provided food from from the sky. Just yeah, imagine, man, one yeah. day you you don't have enough money, right? You know, to go to the grocery store. All of a sudden, you see like food drop down from the sky. Right. That's kind of what's what's happening right. to the the Israelites in in that moment, right? But they had but they had the false sense of of hunger, right? Um. So so the, the goal was the hunger for God. You know, not for what he can give you. Right. And that's kind of where we our, our mind is so conditioned that when we pray and we we ask, we always asking God for something. We, we don't really seek him to, right. just for him. <laughs> <laughs> so 
this this all leads up to uh, our man Leroy sitting by the well trying to get in. Uh, so explain who Leroy is for for the listener. <laughs> well, Leroy was at at the pool because um, a lot of times the Bible don't have um, um, names. Mm-hmm. People in the Bible don't have don't have a name. So for this particular man, they they call him a, he a disabled man. Yes. So he's sitting by the by the pool and watching people um, get in the pool um, and you know be, and they get get healed one one at a time. They step in the pool, and they can come out of the pool, and they and they they are healed healed. But so he was disabled, so he couldn't, right. um, so he couldn't um, get in the pool, and he and he had no one to put him in the pool. So he was just there. We don't even know how long he was he was laying there, you know. But he was just really uh, discouraged um, and and all of that. Yeah. Um, so he. He was not aware of his uh, surroundings, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, um, so he, you know, so Jesus just came to him. He had this encounter with Jesus, and the first thing Jesus did, he assessed his hunger quickly. Yeah, quickly, yeah, he assessed his <laughs> hunger. Um, you know, because uh, so Jesus did not focus on his disability. Mm-hmm. He's, he he foc- focused on his um, mobility. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and f- so we're, we're setting this up here. Uh, it's a sheep gate, a pool and uh, and the five porches. So obviously the sheep gate represents Jesus. Uh, the five porches of the, of the fivefold ministry. And I want to talk about uh, the pool being the pool of water. It represents the Holy Spirit. Right. Like, can you explain, like, obviously, we, we should hopefully know that you know, water represents the Holy Spirit throughout the Bible, but, mm-hmm. like, why why the connection there? Well, just, again, it, the, the surroundings, right, yeah. where, where where he was. And um, so, and as the Bible was describing this, you know, so he was, um, and so before you get to the pool of water, there was a gate. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we know that the, the gate represents Christ before. Right. So you, we all, we have to go through Christ to, for, for everything. Right. right? Um, and so, but the, the water again, what re- represented uh, the, the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And then it was, he was around, uh, he was, uh, then it was five porches around mm-hmm. too. Right. And some, some, some believe that the five of porches represents the fivefold ministry. Makes sense. And so, so he was at church, right? Not <laughs> so, even knowing it. He right. was at, yeah. yeah. So he was at church. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I love that you pointed out also that uh, that Jesus he he assessed his hunger, and he doesn't he doesn't ask him about getting into the pool. He just asks him if you want to be made well. Mm, yeah. Like, and he never he never answers the he question. Never answer. So. I, I say this all the time. Whenever Jesus asks you a question, mm-hmm. he is not seeking new information. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. He just wants, he's asking, he uses questions so that way we can examine our hearts. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, man, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I don't ever want to be asked a question, right. I don't think, because I don't want to answer wrong. Right. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah. Just like he when. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, um, and and they kind of like ran for their lives, or they went to hide. He says, mm-hmm. "Adam, where are you?" He wasn't looking for Adam. He wanted Adam to know where he was, what state of mind that he he was he was in. Like he was in a he was you know he was full of shame. So God was right. calling him out of shame, although he sinned in the garden. So is it fair to say that Leroy is his? He's not in an active hungry state here no at all no because hunger is an active state right right absolutely so when we're hungry in using the analogy here being hungering for god there are questions that uh 
that God checks. You're like, one, are we still praying? You know, mm. are, are are we still are we still reading His Word? Uh, do we have a false sense of fullness? Right. Uh, you shared a great story about uh, you and your brother uh, wanting to be like your uncle who had yeah. a full, who had full plates <laughs> and uh, you know at a family gathering i think we can all relate to that but right. uh you're the 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 parents in your life the the adults in your life said you know you save room for dessert right yeah so if we have a false sense of fullness then we're not going to be actively it's we're not going to be actively hungry right but we but when dessert comes around we're going to want some yeah yeah we got yeah but, but our but plates not, are too full exactly yeah. yeah so yeah so it's so it's like so are we we have it when you have a false sense of hunger your so in your mind your plate is is full right right so sometimes our plates are full of fear it's full of doubt is a lot of times it's full of shame mm -hmm. so we're not in the position to receive anything new from God right right, right. because uh, we have that false sense of hunger so we go to God with a full plate instead of a empty plate an empty plate right um so uh, so we have that false sense of of, of hunger and and God wants us to go uh, go to him with a with a uh, empty plate every day, right? Every every day we must go to God with an empty plate. You can't carry you can't carry stuff back to him. Right. It's like it's like the manna with the Israelites. Mm -hmm. He he said, take what you need for the day, and don't like don't take more than what you need. And then right. on then on Saturdays you can take enough for Sunday. Mm -hmm. If we show up the next day with manna on our plate, it's going to be full of maggots like it was for right. the Israelites. So. Uh, every day, it's it's a fresh sense of renewing. It's a fresh sense of mm -hmm. of uh, belonging. It's a fresh sense of hunger. Right. You should be hungry every day. Right. Yeah. God wants us to be hungry and full at the same time. Absolutely. So always chasing Him. Right. And, yes. and always being uh, full. Always get, getting filled. Right. So because uh, an empty plate leads to fullness. Right. Absolutely. Right. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be fu uh, fulfilled. Uh, blessedness is something spiritual. What do you mean yeah. by that? Yeah, well, bless blessedness is something spiritual. Mm -hmm. Blessedness is a condition of the heart. Mm -hmm. It's a result of something that happens in us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so regardless of what happens around us, right? So and so we're... we're so when you when you know that you are blessed, you're not affected uh, uh, by what's what's going on around you. So, so, you know, especially the times that we're living in now. Right. Like God has not forgotten how to be God. And we must know that we must know that we are his blessed, his chosen people. Mm -hmm. And God is still on, on the throne, just just moving. He's still using people like us as his mouthpiece. Right. Right. Um, so we so God doesn't want us to be shaken by what, what what's going on now so how do we stir up that hunger for god then well we with an empty plate yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we constantly seek him right. right we constantly praying you know we're, we're we're constantly um just being used by him right serving him um just always just stay just stay hungry mm -hmm. so what you asked the question uh, at, in the sermon there towards the end is, what are we observing when we should be pursuing? So I, what is that just in layman terms? What do you mean by that? Because I, when I when I read that, I'm like, well, what am I what am I watching from the sidelines that I should be actively doing? Yeah. Well, it's just we all have so, uh, so much potential. When you are a child of God, God put already before you even born, He put so many amount of gifts mm -hmm. in inside of all of us, and and so we we have this uh, 
all this potential, but we sit on the potential. Right. Um, right and right. we're not actively, again, so hunger is an active state. So mm-hmm. we're not actively pursuing those things. We're not actively per- pursuing uh, pursuing God. So sometimes we're, we're sitting around observing what we should be pursuing or what we should be accomplishing. You know, so we have, you know, so we, we, we think that we have all of this time to, to, you know, to do it or, but, but God has challenged us now to, to really be active in, mm-hmm. in, in accomplishing those things. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to die with potential left. Yeah. We, that, <laughs> that, that's a scary thought just in and of itself. Yeah. Dying knowing that you could have done more. Yeah. 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 I just want to leave everything here. I want to leave everything here and I want to die with no potential left. So then talk to me about pressure then, because uh, this that's he will manifest under pressure and pressure is meant to reveal what is inside of you. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't want to die with nothing left, how does how does God use pressure to to help manifest what's what you've been called to? Yeah, well, it's so it's so God when God's. He's he's I believe that he's assessing our our hunger, mm-hmm. um, you know what we are a craving and what we are consuming. Sure, uh, right. Um, so, uh, so w- actually, what's on our plates, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, what are we craving? What are we consuming? Because whatever you you crave, you will consume, and whatever you consume, right. you will, you will crave, right? Right, and then pressure will reveal that. Mm-hmm. You know, when any time that you you face a pressure situation, right, you will you, it will show what you have been consuming. What, Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I can think of times in my life where I spoke out of turn or right. or, or out of anger, and it, it the, the the reflection of what I've been consuming mm-hmm. uh, was revealed. And then, you know, you got to turn around and ask for forgiveness. That's, yeah. a, that's a tough place to yeah. be in. Yeah, because whatever you consume or crave in mm-hmm. secret, right, will be revealed under pressure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're coming up against it. So uh, I want to ask you to we're going to wrap up here. But give me your overall thoughts uh, now that uh, Give God Your Best is, is completed. And um, give me your overall thoughts about how you felt the, the series went and what you hope uh are what what you hope people took from it well just speaking about this particular sermon um you know just staying just staying hungry um god loves hungry people Mm -hmm. Uh, it says blessed are those who hunger and thirst after after righteousness so it's a it's a it's a promise and it's 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 telling us that if we are hungry we will we will always be be blessed and so god wants us to stir up a God wants to stir a hunger in, in in us, right? And we do that just by reading His Word, mm-hmm. um, uh, just being obedient, um, just creating that intimacy and following Him and, and praying. You know, Ooh. so this world needs hungry people. Yes, um, God wants us to be hungry and full at the same time, full of His Spirit. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. That's. A, I think that's a great way to uh, to wrap things up here. Uh, being hungry and full of His spirit um i just want to mention that uh, you can find calvary life dfw uh on uh, at calvarylifedfw.com you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at calvary life dfw uh we'd love to connect with you there if you have a prayer request uh you can write an email to hello at calvarylifedfw.com and uh, we will get back to you there uh with any 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 way we can help you we will be happy to do so 
again, that was Pastor Gwynmar Fraser, our our our, our, yes. our lead pastor at Calvary Life DFW. I've been Eric Norton. This has been More Than Sundays. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to doing it next time. Yes, God bless you. Thank you.